This is Rhea. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Our story today is about one of the most fascinating of all root vegetables, turnips. I kept getting emails requesting stories about turnips, and at first I was thinking, really? I mean, aren't rutabagas more popular these days? But after the 37th email, I figured there must be something to this turnip thing, so I did my best. Get ready, you're about to hear a fantastical story about a charismatic... Oh, it seems I have an email. I wonder who it's... Oh, it's from the Studio Spiders. Dear Rhea, no one cares about turnips. Wait, what? That's not very kind. They're highly nutritious. Okay, it goes on. We want a Mr. Beetle story. And if you don't give us one, hey, I'm not reading the rest of this. But I have to say, I, too, am wondering what Mr. Beetle has been up to. I was all set to share this turnip story. But you know what? I have to go with my gut here. For once, I think the studio spiders are right. We need to know what's going on with Mr. Beetle right now. That's it. I'm going to throw this turnip story out the window. There we go. Let's get to our new story. It's called Old Mr. Beetle Learns New Tricks. Take it away, Simone. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, let's go. Winslow climbed a few more feet up his magical tree, reaching out his paw for the ant-flavored lollipop growing from its highest branch. When all of a sudden, old Mr. Beetle smiled expansively, taking in the view of his adoring audience on the 25th branch. Over the last several months, he'd grown accustomed to the fawning devotees who faithfully attended his weekly story times. He'd fallen into a comfortable groove with his storytelling methods, capable of raising the tension in a tale until it was as taut as a fiddle string during a cold snap, then dispelling it all together boring his audience to sleep in the most delightful way. He smiled now because he'd reached his favorite part of a story, right when the tension reaches its peak. A tower of young bugs towards the back teetered, nearly toppling over with anticipation. Behind them, Mr. Beetle's neighbor and friend, Gwen, a beetle herself, worked the music player. He glanced at her now and then, and she flashed him one of her encouraging smiles. When all of a sudden, Mr. Beetle said, extending the moment for maximal effect. But he was interrupted. When all of a sudden... A loudspeaker crackled on the other end of the 25th branch. 
How we doing tonight? Good. Great. I can't hear you. I said, how we doing tonight? Then put your antennae together for the one, the only, Mr. Exoskelly! Mr. Beetle blinked his small eyes and readjusted his spectacles. His audience members' antennae fluttered as their attention turned to the commotion on the other end of the branch. The tower of young bugs at the back toppled over. Mr. Beetle looked at Gwen, and she offered a nervous smile. Mr. Beetle decided he must forge on for the sake of his listeners. Ah, as I was saying, Mr. Beetle stammered. Well, uh, actually, I'm not sure what I was saying. You said, when all of a sudden, said a young bug in the front row. Uh, Thank you. Yes, our main character, Winslow, an anteater with a sweet tooth, climbed a few more feet up his tree, reaching out his paw for the ant-flavored lollipop growing from its highest branch. When all of a sudden... I thought lollipops grew on cactuses. You mean cacti. I think it's cactuses. At that very moment, there was the sound of an explosion from the other end of the 25th branch. Then came raucous applause. Mr. Beetle froze in place. His audience was silent glancing around for clues as to what could have produced such a noise. After a couple of seconds, Mr. Beetle once more resolved to persevere. After all, a legendary storyteller has to be able to finish a story even in the most unfavorable circumstances. When all of a sudden, Mr. Beetle said loudly, startling his audience further, But again, that was as far as he got. A large clump of silver confetti fell from above, no doubt originating from the source of the explosive sound. It crashed over Mr. Beetle's head, covering him from antennae to feet. A shocked silence blanketed Mr. Beetle's audience, like a tarp thrown over a classic car before a rainstorm. The silence continued until one tiny bug in the front row let out a small giggle, and the rest of the crowd burst into uncontrolled laughter. Old Mr. Beetle felt the heat rise in his exoskeleton as he tried to brush off the glistening confetti. It was a dry night, and the confetti stuck to him due to static cling. Each time he brushed a bit of confetti, it simply moved from his thorax and attached itself to the leg doing the brushing. It was infuriating. The rest of the night was a disaster. Mr. Beetle was able to get some of the confetti off himself, but plenty remained. 
He sparkled in the moonlight, which was not the look he was trying to achieve. After all, he was a serious storyteller. He barely got through the rest of his story about Winslow the Anteater, because Mr. Exoskelly's performance kept intruding on his own. When Winslow finally got the chance to taste his ant-flavored lollipop, he was shocked to discover that... And now Mr. Exoskelly will amaze you with his signature dance. It was unbelievable. It was an outrage. Mr. Beetle fumed his way through the rest of his story, leaving plot holes the size of tarantulas, until ultimately... Then Winslow threw the lollipop in the grass and stalked away. The end. He ushered his bewildered audience off the branch. Not one of them had fallen asleep. That, Mr. Beetle grumbled to Gwen as she packed up the music player, was a catastrophe, Gwen. Hmm. How dare this, this Mr. Exo-whatever-his-name-is. Mr. Exo-skelly. How dare he? Maybe we should go introduce ourselves, Gwen said. Mr. Beetle blinked. Introduce ourselves? If we're going to be performing on the same night, it seems reasonable that we should introduce ourselves. Perhaps he'd be amenable to quieting down some of his show. Perhaps he'd reconsider the confetti, Gwen said, brushing some confetti from Mr. Beetle's back. Mr. Beetle didn't have a good retort to that, so together... They skittered across the branch. When they arrived, Mr. Beetle gasped. He could hardly believe the sight before him. Mr. Exoskelly, a tiny beetle, was perched on a small stage in front of a huge audience. Mr. Beetle glared at the bugs in attendance, immediately recognizing a number of his usual fans. But before he could grumble about it to Gwen, Mr. Exoskelly began his thrilling finale. Backflips. The finale was a series of backflips. Over and over, Mr. Exoskelly flipped backwards, popping back up with a wide smile every time. The audience began to clap along with the upbeat music. A fog machine started pumping out a steady stream of blue mist across the stage. A disco ball hung above Mr. Exoskelly, suspended from the 26th branch, spinning furiously and glittering in the moonlight. As Mr. Exoskelly continued his backflips, his assistant began tossing candied seeds to the audience from a little bucket. The young bugs scrambled over one another to get at the candies. Gwen, how is this going to put anyone to sleep? Perhaps that's not his goal, she murmured, keeping her eyes on Mr. Exoskelly. Finally, after what seemed like dozens of flips, Mr. Exoskelly winked at his assistant. 
Mr. Beetle watched as the assistant pulled a lever. A puff of smoke burst upwards from Mr. Exoskelly's feet. When the smoke cleared, he was gone. The crowd went wild. They filed off the branch, buzzing with enthusiasm. Isn't he electric? I can't wait to see what he does next week. That gave me chills. In a good way. Mr. Beetle and Gwen watched them leave. They expected Mr. Exoskelly to reappear so they could introduce themselves and make some polite requests. He never did. His assistant dashed around the 25th branch, vacuuming up stray confetti. Then he scurried off into the night. Mr. Beetle stewed over it for days. He lost track of time. He was astonished when Tuesday rolled around like a pill bug prodded with a twig. It was time for tea with Gwen. They met on their usual branch and clinked their teacups together, as was their ritual. Mr. Beetle flattened out the treetop news weekly, the crossword in which he always completed, and the articles in which he perused on occasion. He looked forward to doing the crossword, as it always calmed his nerves to get precise answers and to fit them tidily into the little boxes. The certainty of it was a balm for his soul. Mr. Beetle took a long sip of tea and glanced down at the front page. Then he spat out his tea. The rest of it sloshed out of his cup, dousing the entire front page of the paper. Gwen stared at Mr. Beetle in alarm. Is there some- Gwen, you are not going to believe what I just read. Really? Of course, now I've stained the whole thing. Mr. Beetle squinted at the rapidly blurring typeface. New Wednesday night phenom takes the 25th branch by storm. Gwen, what is a phenom? Is that some kind of snake? I believe it's a cute shorthand way of saying phenomenon. Mr. Beetle scowled. I believe they're referring to Mr. Exoskelly. Mr. Beetle's eyes blinked rapidly behind his spectacles as he tried to read more of the tea-soaked article. He was able to pick out a few phrases here and there, including uses props to great effect and ends his show with a series of fantastical backflips, as well as leaves his audience batless from the sheer entertainment of it. What does that mean, Gwen? What does that mean? Are there bats involved at the start of the show? Who wrote this nonsense? Gwen leaned over to look at the words. I believe it says... He leaves his audience breathless from the sheer entertainment. Hmm, 
Mr. Beetle looked up from the paper wide-eyed to gauge Gwen's reaction. Gwen took a sip of her tea. Mr. Beetle frowned and returned his scrutiny to the paper, but everything else was too blurry to read. He folded it with a hearty harumph. Something must be done, Gwen. Something must be done. But what was there, really, to do? By the time Wednesday evening turned up like a daffodil towards the sun, Mr. Beetle's nerves were so shot he could barely remember the story he'd intended to tell. As Gwen dutifully set up the music player, testing some buttons to make sure it was good to go, and young bugs filed into their usual seats, Mr. Beetle was in a cloud of his own thoughts. The headline from the newspaper repeated on loop in his mind. Mr. Beetle had never been called a phenom. The newspapers had always referred to him as an elder bug or a sophisticated beetle, or that one time when he was a vintage sensation. A small audience was now gathered on the branch, waiting for their weekly story. Mr. Beetle scurried over to Gwen and spoke in hushed tones. Gwen, I need you to stall everything for me for about five minutes. Okay. Play some tuneful tracks for them. I'm just going to run home. I have an idea. Okay. See you in five minutes, Gwen. She watched as Mr. Beetle skittered off the 25th branch. She pressed a button on her music player. The young bugs in the audience began to get restless. On the other end of the 25th branch, Mr. Exoskelly's show began loudly. Put your antennae together for the one, the only, Mr. Exoskelly. As Mr. Exoskelly's show got rolling on one end of the 25th branch, an elder bug appeared on the other. The bug wore a bright red vest, a towering felt hat, and teetered on a unicycle. In two of his feet, he held glow sticks. It took Gwen a brief, startling moment to realize the elder bug was, in fact, Mr. Beetle. Hmm, she murmured. She tried to quickly assess the tone Mr. Beetle seemed to be going for and pressed a button on her music player. Perfect, Gwen. Just perfect, Mr. Beetle shouted as he awkwardly unicycled his way to the front of his audience. As he went, he attempted to juggle the glow sticks, but he wasn't a very good juggler, and they went scattering across his tiny stage. The several young bugs in attendance stared up at him, flummoxed. What is going on? Is that Mr. Beetle? Nah, Mr. Beetle's too old to unicycle. Ahem, Mr. Beetle said, clumsily bringing his unicycle to a rest and hopping off of it. 
One of his legs became tangled in the wheel, and he spent an uncomfortable moment wrestling it free. Hmm. Ahem, he repeated. It is I, Mr. Beetle, your favorite exciting and thrilling storyteller on the 25th branch. The young bugs stared at him in mild alarm. At the same time, they heard Mr. Exoskelly's performance ramp up on the other end of the branch. And now, Mr. Exoskelly will astonish you with his skateboarding prowess. Uh, I've got tricks. Who wants to see me do astonishing tricks? Mr. Beetle said, a hint of desperation creeping into his voice. Back at the music player, Gwen struggled to capture the appropriate mood. Mr. Beetle flashed a significant look at Gwen, and she fiddled with the buttons. One of the young bugs, a diminutive fellow wearing cowboy boots, clomped off in the direction of Mr. Exoskelly's show. A few others in the audience looked after him, longingly, but remained in their seats. There were now only five young bugs watching Mr. Beetle's increasingly strange performance. Something has gone very wrong. Now then, astonishing tricks. Here we go. Mr. Beetle tossed his unicycle to the side, and it crashed into an abandoned bird's nest. Uh, uh, that was planned. Uh, here we go. Mr. Beetle dropped into a forward roll. He rolled slowly, his tall hat coming off as he went across the branch before coming to an anticlimactic rest. He popped up from the branch, flung his top four legs out in triumph, and beamed at his dwindling audience. Gwen pressed another button on her music player. The young bugs assembled before Mr. Beetle stared at him with blank expressions, then offered some scattered applause. I'm concerned about him. I'm embarrassed for him. At that very moment, there was a tremendous burst of laughter and applause from the other end of the 25th branch. Who wants a t-shirt? Sway your antennae if you want a t-shirt. Mr. Beetle felt doubt descend on him like ants on a buffet. He watched as fireworks erupted in the dark night sky, casting dazzling colors in all directions. His little audience members all turned their heads upward to gaze at the dizzying display. All except one small tick who kept his eyes on Mr. Beetle. I've never cared for fireworks, the tick muttered. Mr. Beetle froze in place. Everything was going terribly sideways. He glanced at Gwen and she gave him a somewhat shaky but altogether encouraging nod. Then he remembered the other trick up his sleeve. Well, in his vest pocket, let's say. 
Mr. Beetle scurried over to Gwen and whispered something. Her eyes widened a bit, but she nodded in agreement. Mr. Beetle skittered back to his spot, and Gwen hit a button on the music player. Then, old Mr. Beetle, former bootmaker and current legendary storyteller of the 25th branch, launched into the wildest performance of his life. There was dancing. There was flag twirling for some reason. At one point, he strapped roller skates to his feet and began spinning in place. And right in the middle of this bizarre display, which certainly captivated Mr. Beetle's audience, though not in the way he'd hoped for. I can't look away. I literally can't look away from this. How is it going to end? Will it end? I think it might just continue forever. In the middle of all this, Mr. Exoskelly's performance reached a crescendo. And now, Mr. Exoskelly will shock everyone with one last feat of greatness. Seconds later, a loud cracking sound could be heard. It echoed in the forest. There were screams. Then, Mr. Exoskelly is down. I repeat, Exoskelly down. Beetles, bugs, insects of all kinds began streaming into Mr. Beetle's audience from the other end of the 25th branch. They were positively breathless. They were also batless. There were no bats in attendance at all. Every single young bug scurried across the branch and found a seat before old Mr. Beetle. They were reeling from the experience. That was close. He really shouldn't have used that catapult. That gave me chills. In a bad way. Then they began to notice Mr. Beetle and his unusual performance. Is he roller skating? Okay, wow. This is just well. Is he going to tell a story? Meantime, Mr. Beetle, carried away by his own feats of greatness, noticed absolutely none of this at all. It wasn't until he did a final awkward spin on his roller skates and ended up facing his once tiny audience that he realized it had grown by about a hundred times in mere moments. As the crowd of young bugs blinked up at him in mild amusement and major confusion, Mr. Beetle felt a swelling sense of validation and triumph. It was a miracle. Mr. Beetle had won his audience back with astonishing tricks and a rollicking good time. He stood there, smiling antenna to antenna, he flung out his top four legs, and his audience responded with polite applause. Mr. Beetle was still reveling in this startlingly positive turn of events when he began to hear chanting from his adoring fans. They want a story. They want a story from me. If it's a story they want, 
a story they will get. So he told them a story. In a faraway land, there lived a small mongoose named Pierre. No, that's not right. His Soon, the young bugs in attendance, hundreds of them at this point, began dropping off to sleep. Snores rang out across the 25th branch. Mr. Beetle eased his story to an end. And after many years of collecting antique buttons, Filbert retired to a small island in the middle of a great pond. Mr. Beetle crept past his sleeping audience to Gwen, and they packed up beneath a full moon. The following Tuesday, they met for tea at their usual spot. Gwen, all week I've been thinking about our last story time. It was remarkable. My new tricks and astonishments worked like a charm. Hmm, Gwen murmured. She thought of the loud cracking sound she had heard. She remembered the announcer's shouts. Mr. Exoskelly is down! Her mind went to the stampede of bugs scurrying in from the other end of the branch. She took a sip of her tea. That is an interpretation one could have. But you know, Gwen said carefully, I think your audience really appreciates your simple stories. Mr. Beetle frowned. Really? Because I've got lots of ideas for new enchantments, Gwen. Hmm. Gwen, you really think I should go back to simply telling a story? I do, yes. But the roller skating... Was lively. Very lively. I just think your stories are what make you shine. Mr. Beetle thought for a moment. Then he smiled. You're right, Gwen. My audience must have returned to me due to my legendary storytelling talents. I'm lucky to have you. I know. They drank their tea. Mr. Beetle worked on his weekly crossword puzzle. It always calmed him to get the right answers and to print them neatly in their little squares. Gwen perused the articles in the paper, including the one about Mr. Exoskelly's calamitous feat of greatness and the long road to recovery ahead of him. In late afternoon, they parted ways and agreed to meet for a regular story time the following evening on the 25th branch. I have an email. Hmm, okay. Dear Rhea, of course we loved the story. That's a first. Huh, of course we loved the story. Beetles are the best creatures on Earth. Okay, that's debatable. Oh, I see. This email is from the Studio Beetles. However, there were not enough turnips in the story. What? <laughs> this is... You, you've got to be kidding me. 
Okay, it goes on. You should add turnips to all of your stories. Also, we would like some turnips to eat. (sighs) Okay, look. I think the lesson here is you can't please everyone. I'll finish reading that email later. I hope you loved the story. If you did, please share it with your friends. They just might need a good story these days. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Thank you to my Little Stories premium subscribers who make it possible for me to continue sharing my stories with children around the world. With Little Stories Premium, you get more of the stories you love, an ad-free listening experience, and access to Little Stories for Sleep, an exclusive bedtime podcast. Visit www.littlestoriespremium.com to join. Thank you so much to Simone for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to the many premium subscribers who provided sound effects used in this story. Thank you to Aria, Carter, Jack, Everett, Aurora, Zora, Killian, Eleanor, Isabel, Melody, Journey, Mackenzie, Phoebe, Sophie, Noel, Michaela, Owen, Audrey, Eli, Marin, Frankie, May, Kate, Courtney, Annabella, Ruby, Fiona, Oscar, June, Declan, Astrid, Jasmine, Adam, Ben, Francis, Julia, Celeste, Luke, Lucy, Carmelita, Henry, Charlie, Andrew, Mac, Sully, and Alessa. And thank you, as always, for listening in.